You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. I've fallen, and I can't get up! On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus. Yeah? And change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Good morning, everybody. I'm sorry, I, be, I bet my, my buddy there thinks I wouldn't make it back in the seat in time. <laughs> he was betting money on it. I called Vegas. Oh. <laughs> Oh, anyways, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. That is, as soon as I can get it up there on the network. (laughs) From the Northern Command Studio in Eagan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the illustrious Radio TFI executive headquarters, the Gleaming Tower, it is the one and only Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. As always, we trust you've had a fantastic week. Here we are this second week in May and our second Sunday with a single-digit date. That means nothing to anybody, just something I noticed looking at the calendar. But it is May. Uh, we're rollicking, rolling our way towards summertime. Uh, 50 degrees felt cold the other night. It doesn't take long <laughs> to make that adjustment. Uh but we welcome you, we welcome you aboard, and uh, we got some stuff we're going to talk about today. I don't know what any of it is, but uh, we're going to talk about some stuff. Uh, John, how are you? Oh, I'm about as good as my arthritic arthritic body can be, to tell you the truth. All right. Uh, I don't, go ahead. I don't know. I honestly do not know how some how having arthritis can go from like it's okay yeah i know it's there eh, okay whatever to son of a bitch every step hurts like a mother <laughs> wow i oh it yeah exactly um so it, it was the, so it's it good. was to the point where even yeah yeah it's good <laughs> uh and and then the top it then to top it all off on uh Friday, last ride of the day. Now I get, I start my morning at about six o'clock, a little after six o'clock every morning. Uh, so I'm getting ready to think, well, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to, to pull the plug, but let me see if I can't get one more little short run. Uh, just something maybe take me in the direction towards home or whatever. Eh, 
did it not only did it take me in the opposite took opposite direction it took me way in the opposite direction yeah and went to a little town called mountain iron which is up in what's known as the iron range mountain iron yes not uh, mount roughly not mount iron but mountain iron mountain iron yes about okay. uh, a little under 250 miles away from where i uh, was picking up Wait, you had a 500 mile round trip ride yes ye gads and so i didn't get home i didn't get home until uh <laughs> about three o'clock the next morning well well you you sound like you need a nap uh i i, I tell you the truth it beat my ass i, well, I am not gonna lie i am uh, yesterday was i know there's things i had to do but they didn't get uh, done they didn't get done. Absolutely Dad, not. Dad, Daddy had to make some big money on Friday, and the stuff on Saturday just will have to wait. But here's, exactly. here's something that'll wake, wake you right up. You're going to love this. It's the Radio TFI uh, Stock Market Watch. We still need a sponsor. This week, Uber closed at $47.03, down $10.90 from last week. Meanwhile, Lyft closed at $50.07, down, get ready, hold your hat, $13.63. This has been the Radio TFI Market Watch. We need a sponsor. How about them apples, huh? Oh, my goodness. This is why we do it every week. This is why we do it every week. How about that? Pop the, pop the, champ, pop the champagne uh, cork here, man. Holy I wonder what happened. Uh, there were a couple announcements this week. Uh, Uber's having trouble, as well, now they're just finally admitting it, keeping people. A lot of people, a lot of drivers left because they're in the pandemic. Well, they weren't, they're not making money anyway, and it just all came to light, you know, during the pandemic. You can. It, Anyway, it's all coming up. It's all bubbling up to the surface now. And, uh, oh, we're going to have more on this next week. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. So anyway, there. This is exactly why we do it every week, John. You've were lo- you been waiting. You had the, had the bait set, the, the trap set, and you just wanted, you were waiting for that one particular seller moment to be able to broadcast that. Chops were being licked. Hands, how, hands were how being sad rubbed. are you going to be? How sad are you going to be, though, when it gains that all back? Well, we're not going to think about that for right now, are we? Well, we're going to we're going to savor the moment and enjoy the moment. Anyway, yeah, we're going to move on. Oh, by the way, uh, let's 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 get it out of the way. Uh, and a happy—I I don't mean it like that—but and a happy Mother's Day to all the. All the uh, moms and 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 uh, kind of moms and sort of moms and make believe moms and what if you're a mom to somebody in any way, shape, or form? God bless you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, we actually have on us a uh, a couple of uh, pictures now. Uh, Ed, I'll let you. Uh, we'll we'll spring yours out there first. Go right ahead. Oh, 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 I got the I got the power here. This got, uh, that that's uh that's from nineteen ninety four. That's my mom and my brother. Um 
I have some other, I had some pictures of my mom when she was much younger, but I couldn't find them. Uh, and I honestly, kids and kittens, I miss my mother horribly. Today, uh, this July will be 22 years uh, since she moved on. Uh, I don't normally recognize Mother's Day. I mean, that's that's fine. I don't, not against it or anything like that. I just, it just doesn't sit with me. I'll I'll wish my sisters a happy Mother's Day and all that, but uh, it's just not. It's always been a difficult day for me, but I'm not looking for sympathy. It's just, that's just how I deal with it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I, I had, I was on my big, uh, around the country schmooze across America trip. Uh, New York city was pretty much the last scheduled stop. So we pulled into Manhattan and, you know, uh, and I, you know, I got to see my mother, uh, my brothers and, you know, and everybody else, uh, Yes, that is a little, uh, one of those little scooters that, that my mother is, was using at that time in her life. And I was the only one who never got to drive it. And I'm still very annoyed about that. All my oh, brothers. All... You'll get your chance soon <laughs> enough. So. Yeah. I've already had one. I, I, <laughs> I'll tell the story about me in a supermarket one uh, some other time. But yeah, so that, that's my mom. Patricia Rose Maggio Vaness. Uh we love you, Ma. And uh, very nice picture, sir. Otherwise, who the hell taught you how to pose for pictures? I know. <laughs> I know. I if you if you can't see the photo, uh, uh, my buddy Harry took the picture, and mm-hmm. and uh, of course this was before cell phones and all that. We were still using real film, so we didn't know at the time that my eyes were closed <laughs> my eyes are closed in the picture and i gotta You're say you stoned one of the others yeah. <laughs> i missed that shirt that was one of my favorite shirts i couldn't fit into it now if i wanted to but uh but also if you can look at the photo i'm wearing a watch i haven't worn a watch in like 15 years uh who needs mm-hmm. one but anyway and and of course my brother ray he was uh he was he was still NYPD at the time. So, um. well, now I went. Now this one, seeing I lost my I lost my mother when I was uh, eleven years old. So I unfortunately don't have uh, a picture uh, like that as an, an adult. With that would that would be uh, really nice to be able to come up with something like this. Yeah. So I thought I would go to the other extreme here. That. That is that is me. I, I tell you something: the, the 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 sexiest ass you could ever possibly uh, imagine there. But that was me. I'm assuming. Well, I was born in February of '63, so I, I'm assuming I could have been in that either 19, uh, 1963 or the early 1964. But I'm thinking, yeah, that was probably probably '63. That's uh, that's my mom. She uh, she passed on in uh, she passed on in 1974, and um, at the relatively young age of uh, 43. So uh, childhood wasn't always I've, as I've told friends. Childhood hasn't always been wasn't always the greatest, but you know she gave birth to me. So there you go. 
But there you go. What else? She is, looks. Else? She looks great. You're gonna get a pass on. I've seen this picture before. Uh, mm-hmm. You've had this up on your uh, uh, dark side page, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a cute butt for who you are at the time, but you know the hairstyle hasn't changed now, has it? Not, not a whole lot. <laughs> and I can see a little stubble of a of, of a of a mustache there too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I've always said I never. My father died two years before my mother did, and uh, and the only thing I inherited from him was male uh, pattern baldness. So. Yeah happens in the best of families so anyway uh your mother's gorgeous my mother was was fantastic and we uh speaking for both of us we miss our moms something fierce absolutely absolutely all righty what do you what do you say we get this stuff? there you go thank you you're welcome get this off of here let's so get, let's get this train out of the station if you will yeah could we, could we? yeah Chugga, chugga, um, chugga, so chugga, chew, chew. Before we, uh, before I get really into the meat and potatoes here, there is one thing I wanted to clean up from last from last week. I accept your apology. And... <laughs> apology for what? I don't know. I'll take it though. <laughs> so. Just before we just before we went off the uh, air last week, I didn't have time to uh, talk about this uh, particular individual and that uh, that symbol that he is. Um, well, let's describe it for the radio audience. For the radio audience, that is Jeopardy contestant. And now, for the life of me, I I got to quickly there he is. Um, I got to quickly remember remember his name here. Ain't that the this Jeopardy? So anyway, go ahead. I was filling in. I'll, I'll read the story here. So a group of 467 alleged former Jeopardy participants issued an open letter on Medium uh, on Wednesday, I'm assuming that's a couple of weeks ago, demanding an apology from the show producers for not catching a Jeopardy winner allegedly flashing a white power hand gesture. Uh, a recent contestant has caused concern among Jeopardy viewers for two separate occurrences and we as former contestants feel we need to speak out against the messaging these choices communicated, either intentionally or unintentionally, by the contestant, uh, Kelly Donahue. And implicitly by association to producers of Jeopardy, the story said. So anyways, that uh, so he puts up this, this symbol, which I guess had, was... Uh, Confuse I. I didn't even think of it. Of course, you know I. I didn't. I didn't see when people were flashing the, this. Uh, this symbol, and I didn't even associate it with uh, with white power when I first saw it. it. Was like somebody had to explain it to me that that was right. Well, let's that... let's describe the photo. He's standing there and he's holding up his uh, three fingers: his pinky, his <laughs> middle finger, and the the finger that. Whose name shall not be spoken? Oh, okay. The ring finger and the ring finger. All right, fine. Have it your way. Give it a real name. So yeah. he's standing there holding this up, quite proud, beaming, quite nicely. And of course, a bunch of people jump to conclusions. 
based on probably recent events. Now, John, in the article there, it does explain what he was doing. Yeah, it was. Uh, he is a uh, three-time, uh, three-time winner, three-time champion. That is correct. Well, that's that's why he was. I mean, that's what he explains it. Look, this guy is, uh, came off to me, at least in the show, was a total nerd. I wouldn't even know if he'd understood what that meant, even uh, uh, even if he had it in front of him. I, I just. I just have have my doubts about that. So I, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but um, I watched. I think one of his games. Uh, look, I, you 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 tell what you tell. Uh, quite frankly, I think if that was the case, somebody would have uh, would have accepted uh, the you know claimed oh it's one of our boys blah 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 so nobody has so you know anyway yeah so he i i think that he probably caught a little undue sack but these are these are different times we're in right now and and people people are sensitive and this will this will bring me right into one of the things that uh caught my attention here and I, I I tell you something now you and I have had our conversations about how you feel about Benjamin Crump (laughs) for for the listeners sake for the listeners sake why don't you just give us the reader's digest version of how you feel about Benjamin I think he's a I think he's a scam artist I think he's a I think he's an ambulance chasing Punk, who uh, who would be be well suited to spend a bunch of the money that he makes off these poor families on learning how to enunciate and speak properly. I think he's a buffoon. He's a goon, mm-hmm. and he's an opportunist. Uh, but and in the lead-in or in the little subtitle that I put on I asked I said I I said white people are you getting to feel a little bit uneasy about Benjamin Crump yeah yeah (laughs) and so well okay so I'll ask you does he make you feel a little uneasy he makes me feel annoyed well he first came to my attention long before he hit the national spotlight because he's from da 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 South Florida. Right. Okay, so I saw this goon early on. And, oh, you can sit there and argue and say, well, the way he speaks really shouldn't have any bearing. But it's not just the way he mangles the English language. It's just a general, a whole general feeling about I just feel opportunist and I've said this before I'll say it again Al Sharpton is the same way but at least at the very least he's got standing as a pastor as a, as a man of God okay and he brings some some bit of comfort to families Etc. Etc. And don't get me wrong. Oh, oh, Sharpton was Sharpton pretty much invented this game, 
that Crump is playing right now. Back in the 70s and 80s, oh, Sharpton was all over New York with this. Uh, and he was very political at the time, too. He was trying to run for various offices. Uh, and I just feel Crump is just just that. He's an opportunist ambulance, Jason. That's the vibe I get. That is exactly the vibe I get, and I can't shake it. I cannot shake it. I want to. I see him on the screen, and I will turn off the volume because he's got nothing I want to hear. Matter of fact, we have a piece on the uh, on the website, RadioTFI.com, this week on uh, whether police should be doing traffic stops. It's a long piece. It's about almost seven minutes long, which is why it's on the website. Uh, take a look at it. It's from ABC News. Uh, but as I was editing it, because I will always watch or listen to the entire piece, <clears throat> John, uh, John doesn't do that. He sees a headline, he slaps something on there. But there was Crump a couple of times. And I left it in because I didn't want to rip up the integrity of the piece. And, I mean, I could have. I could have edited them out quite easily. But I decided to leave it in. But, boy, oh, boy, it was painful for me personally to, uh, and anytime I see or hear him, it, it's just, and there's nothing personal. I just, I, again, I just think he's an opportunist. And I don't think he truly is there for the best interest of the families. Because he shows up every time, every time there's a major incident, okay? He's not the only attorney out there. Mm-hmm. But he's becoming, a he's becoming a spokesman, a mouthpiece. And I'm, I'm guessing to, to some degree that these families may be asking him to show up that that may very well be but now he's he's putting put himself into a self-fulfilling prophecy okay he's now made himself remember he had to push his way in at first but now people are accustomed to seeing him oh well i want that guy they don't know why they want that guy but they want that guy because they see him all over the place and uh him and his mouth full of rocks <laughs> look the thing of it is, is Ed, is he is he is a very intimidating looking individual to begin with. He you is know? not. He's a punk. But, no, I, I'm sorry. I, I think that whatever he's saying, whatever he's saying, his presence is people are listening. I I don't care how he's saying it. Oh, I don't doubt that people are listening. No, no, no. Don't misunderstand. I don't doubt that people are listening to him. Okay? This is my take on him. I think I think people should not be listening to him. That's my opinion. But if they choose to, that's on them. Well, uh, my my point in this, in, in bringing this up is, is that I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but See, now, I, I think that the way that the police have been treating black people for all, for God knows, I mean, this this just, this didn't just start with uh, George Floyd. It didn't start with, you know, uh, Jamar Clark. It didn't start with Philando Castile. By the way, uh, keep in mind, 
George Floyd hasn't even been a year yet. Oh, I know. I know. It it didn't start there, but all it, it is being brought to the surface. And to tell you the truth, I hope that it stays. I hope it stays in the front of everybody's mind. Uh, I hope that this time that that when they talk about police reform, that it actually means, you know, something will be done about it this time instead of uh, the next uh, latest and greatest tragedy tragedy comes along and we all of a sudden put um, put police reform in the way African-Americans are treated by the police being, you know, being put on the back burner. That's been one of my fears with this is that, you know, all of a sudden people are just, eh, they'll move on to something else. Nothing really got done, but they're, they're going to move on to something else. And I think what one of the things that that Benjamin uh, Crump may be good at, regardless of how you feel about him, he I think he's going to make sure that this is going to be on the uh, on the front burner. We're going to know about it every time some cop uh, puts uh, uh, extends the extends the boundary, if you will, or does something uh, you know this whole situation and i can't even i've had a i I, you'll have to forgive me i've had a lot on my mind here this last uh uh, this last week going on so it's kind of tough but the individual uh, the 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 young man that was uh uh killed in a hail of bullets uh in god what the i can't even think of of, of where it was now i i I feel horrible about it. Um, well, while you're trying to think of that, let me say this, uh, just to reiterate, as far as Crump goes, uh, I'm not questioning his effectiveness. I'm questioning his motives. If he may, if he could make a couple bucks off of this, and again, I apologize because, like I said, I didn't t- take notes. I barely had any time to do any time, type of real show prep this week. And, but him showing up in these situations, you know, showing up uh, with Brianna, showing up with the situation with George Floyd, showing up here uh, with uh, Dante Wright when he was, uh, when he was killed. Uh, He, he's going to be, it looks like either by the family's requesting it or he's just showing up. I don't know if he's making any, if what money he's making off of this. It's a long con. You know, it's a long game. Well, that that could very well oh, be. No, no, that very well is it. It is never the short game. The short game is never profitable. But you have to play the short game as part of the long game or the long con, as it will. He's spent. He he's going to have to spend a little here and there. But down the line, the payday is coming. Okay? Make no mistake about it. He's got something in mind for a payday. Yeah. Okay? So. I, I don't, I don't, look, I don't doubt that he's, you know, he's a lawyer. That's what he's, he's doing. He's out to make, right. you know, he's not being, he's not a lawyer. He didn't get to go through law school so he could do everything uh, for free. Again, John, I'm not questioning his effectiveness. I'm questioning his motives. Well, but that that's my my point is that 
okay, he, I don't know. I, I think that he could probably find another type of law to practice other than civil rights. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Where's a bigger stage? Where's a bigger stage? Where's the brighter spotlight right now? Okay, if all of a sudden he turns up in a situation where, where uh, like they had in Mexico, uh, where that uh, train, where that train bridge collapsed, and it looked that you know if there was a, a ton of money to be made there on on, on uh, lawsuits and, and what have you, I think there's probably going to be more money to be made in a situation like that if you're a true ambulance chaser. He um, is specialized right now. Okay. Look, you can't you can't run all over the place. But be that as it may, you're the one that put it in the promo. You're the one that put it in the tease, and I believe right. you did, did that just to rile me up. I well, something had to get your hackles going. What? What? It's Sunday. It's ten o'clock. That gets me worked up. For goodness' sake. Uh, <laughs> by the way, at some point later in the show, Keith Oberman is back with a fresh new commentary. I know John's oh, excited oh, about I'm that. Looking forward to that. Definitely looking forward to that. Let me let me just close out on this whole thing with um, with Ben Crump. And like I said, I apologize again for not or not coming more prepared uh, with this. But I, whatever his motivations are, I don't necessarily care what his motivations are. He's not costing me any money. You don't think? You don't uh, think so? No, he's not. He's not. At least hasn't yet. He will. Um, I if if he can keep this issue on the front burner and keep everybody aware, um, Shaletta posted a picture on uh, her Facebook feed yesterday, which I thought was uh, was interesting. She mentions mentions in it that she is every time um, there the police have a in this case it was a black woman that was uh, pulled over. She's slowing down. She's having a look. She's making sure everything to this point in time is okay. Excuse me. I I think that that's important to keep this on the front burner. No question. I don't disagree with that. As an old old fat white guy, I don't disagree with that. We need to be held in check. Yeah. Well, ain't that the truth? But we... I think that Benjamin Crump is going to be effective at doing just that, keeping that on the front burner. And it's not going to be comfortable. It is it is not going to be comf- comfortable for us old white people who don't really like to look look in the mirror and look at maybe how, how we've treated... Uh, uh, black people over the years. Well, it's certainly not going to be comfortable listening to that mush mouth. Uh, well, like I said, I don't care how he, I don't care how he sounds when he is, uh, when he is stating uh, stating the case. Let me uh, really- in, in, in that vein. Let me. Uh, this was from Ari Berman on the on the Twitter. <clears throat> Excuse me. Bruce Bartman, a white guy in Pennsylvania who illegally voted for Trump on behalf of his dead mother, got five years probation. Crystal Mason, a black woman in Texas who voted on supervised release when she didn't know she was ineligible, gets five years in prisons. 
there are two justice systems in America. Uh, but that's part of the overriding problem, just exactly what you're talking about. There's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, okay, this has to do with voting issues, but uh, the the woman made made it what's essentially an administrative mistake that could have been easily corrected, and she's getting five years in the joint. Meanwhile, the white dude intentionally intentionally committed voter fraud that they're Is all it, screaming it, about. I, let me play devil's advocate on that. Was this two different states? Yeah, it was two it, different states. Yeah, I mean, we have to account for the fact that the. Uh, the laws and the punishment may be a little different. In, okay, but this... And I'm just playing devil's advocate on that. Don't, right, but, I'm not trying to agree. But. but this goes along with what just happened in Georgia, what's about to happen in Texas, what just happened in Florida with signing uh, Ron DeSantis, who, by the way, again, I like to remind people, as one of my last official voting acts, I voted against him before I, I, I hightailed it out of the state. But he, in, in, a, in a Fox and Friends exclusive, no other media were permitted to be there during the signing of this. This is a bill that affects, what is it, 14 million people in the state of Florida. And they gave it a TV exclusive to Fox and Friends. No other media was permitted to cover this. But, and by the way, the new Florida law is going to uh, implement new Dropbox limits which will make it more difficult to vote, more more work. It's going to be harder to get mail ballots, new limit on delivering other people's ballots, a ban on universal mail ballots, a new mail vote ID rule, and more rights for partisans, more power for the governor, a harder line on registration groups. They are doing everything they can to make it difficult for lower income Democrats, the people, instead of trying to win people over, they think it's easier just to shut them out completely. That's right. You're absolutely Remember, right. Remember, you only need one run to win a baseball game. So why go to the trouble? Why, why, why bring on heavy hitters that can knock the ball out of the park when all you got to do is chain up the door and don't let the opposing team in? Right. And you win by default. Uh, but this and, is the message that needs to be spread. Well, yeah, this- but but unfortunately, in, in, in that, now we're at a point, and again, we're kind of drifting here, but it's still the same basic subject. You're right. It is. You've got these Republican-led states who, by the, by the way, a red state and a blue state, just because once, once every four years, a TV network uh, colors the state blue or red does not mean anything. Everybody in that state is a Democrat or a Republican. They just happen. It could just be a bare majority that votes that way. Okay. Not everybody in Florida is a Republican. I promise you that. I promise you that. Uh, Matter of fact, the uh, old Broward County Commission, when I was dealing with them with Uber uh, some years ago, there were nine members on that county commission, only one Republican. But then again, Broward County was very Democratic. Uh, but, you know, this gets into the whole, the Republicans are trying to get it, you know. Oh, I got, we got stuff we're going to play regarding all that. But uh, get, getting back to where we were, John, uh, I mean, 
I'm not saying what Crump is doing isn't isn't necessary. I'm not saying he's not effective. I'm saying I don't like him. I don't trust him. Well, I, I, I the thing is, is he makes me he makes me feel uncomfortable, and that's why I brought it up there. He oh. makes me feel uncomfortable. Oh, it took you and a while I to get think- there. <laughs> It was a long trip to get there. Jesus, my nose has just been itching like yeah, crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he does. He makes me feel uncomfortable. But I'll tell you something. I need to feel uncomfortable. I think that there are many white people <laughs> that need to feel uncomfortable. John, and damn it, if this man can do it, I'm all for it. John, if you want to feel uncomfortable, buy underwear that's three sizes too small, Okay. Okay. You don't but, need to be uncomfortable. You're very much aware of what's going on. Okay. You're in the gosh darn epicenter of it right now. You're uncomfortable but, enough. But Ed, am but I, John, am I, we're do, we're doing we're doing a show. We we do we do a show. We sit here and we ramble on for two hours every day about certain things. But are we doing enough? We're doing God's work. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I'm right, Gil? Right? <laughs> Gil's giving you the finger. He's such yeah. a number one. <laughs> well, that's the question, though, is, is you ask yourself, though, are we doing enough? Well, um, well, here's what we're not doing. And as we as we approach the, uh, the switch point in the track here, uh, our leaders are our problems right now. And again, I, you know, we're we're fighting an uphill battle, and especially when you have this. One hundred percent of my focus is on stopping this new administration. And that that's your boy, Senator Mitch McConnell, once again with the uh, oh, I'm going to focus all my attention. He said the same thing about Obama. In other words, he's saying again, American people. You got problems, you got issues. Screw you. Screw you. My job is to make sure nothing gets done for the next four years. And that, remember, this is the guy who voted against impeachment and then within literally, literally an hour was going on about how Trump was uh, was horrible and this, that, and the other thing. He has flip-flopped so many times, you can still see his chins flapping in the breeze. They, they don't have a chance to stop. Uh, but that's what we're up against, kids and kittens, is Mitch McConnell and, and the Republicans. By the way, this is just another reminder. Next year, 2022, got to vote. They're making it tougher. But we got to get out there in numbers because they're not making it easy. Okay? They're still believing in the big lie. Well, and this is what I was when we were talking about that a couple minutes ago when you were talking about what happened in Florida. This is, you're right, they're making it harder. But second only to breathing, voting is is one of the most important things you will do in your lifetime as an American. Absolutely. So... If it means you have to jump through a couple more hoops to do so, 
then by all means, you got to do it. And people got to help each other. If you know somebody, they're talking about voter ID laws. Okay, if you know somebody that doesn't have a, a picture ID to enable them to vote, help them go get one. Oh, oh, wait a second. I got to stop you right there, John, because I got something you're probably not aware of that hits on all of our hot points here on this show. Here in the New York area, in the New York City area, there was a commercial running with Spike Lee. Do the right thing, Spike Lee. Talking about vaccinations and getting people out and helping them get to vaccination sites. He says, call an Uber. Donate. Uber is donating 10 million rides. Donate a ride. In other words, send money to Uber. I am just horrified that Spike Lee, Mr. Mr. Brooklyn, Mr. You know, everything New York, Spike, people have died, killed themselves. People have lost everything they owned in this city alone. Forget anywhere else. And I'm not even going to get into my stuff in this city alone because of Uber. Uber has created nothing but problems in this city. And you're out there shilling for them? Spike, do the right thing. Have them pull these spots. I don't understand why you did it in the first place. Again, maybe a little do-re-me. And if you haven't seen the spot, Google it. Or look on YouTube. I'm sure they're out there. But they're playing heavy here in New York City. And it just infuriates me every time I see it. They want, they want, Uber wants people to donate rides to them. Here, Uber, here's 10 bucks. Get somebody get a vac- vaccination. Of which, of course, they'll give the driver three. <sighs> well, you see, unfortunately, nobody thought about any of this when, with, when, when it was just the taxi industry. Mm. No, nobody thought it's a great idea, but nobody said, "Hey, pay, pay, uh, you know, uh, pay your um, buy a voucher, buy something that uh, you can go grab a cab to do that." Nobody ever thought about. That. No, that's not true, John. That is not true, and I've told the story multiple times because we had it in my company. We had an app. Granted, it had a miserable name and it worked poorly, but we had an app before Uber ever existed. And at the time, and I had a, I had people say it to me, oh, I don't want to use use that. I'd just rather call, like, you know. And then, of course, Uber showed up and everybody had a change of heart. But no, 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 that was available long before Uber showed up. Uber got them to change how they do things. I'll give them that much. Well, but. I'm not talking about uh, an app. I'm not talking about the ability to be able to, how you would get a cab. Then what I'm pr- talking I'm talking about the idea that nobody said, "Well, why don't you donate a cab ride? Why don't you? Uh, why don't you? Uh, all you had to done was went out and bought a basically a gift certificate that you know that." Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've, we used to have my company that you could buy tickets worth, you know, you know, like 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 the ride tickets you would get. The little square, you know. I've I've seen them. We had them as well. Yes. Yeah, and and they would be that that was more prevalent when I was new, and even then it wasn't that prevalent. But you know, certain certain uh, volunteer places, whatever a community 
community places, you know, they would give the people these and you would accept them that for the driver, there was, you know, good one-to-one value. There was nothing. Uh, matter of fact, oh, it was probably 15 years ago. I, uh, I got on a call and I was with somebody else, a newer driver. And, uh, who's ever was running the place again, some community outreach place, whatever comes out with a stack of the coupons. And those other guys like, what is this? I, I said, I haven't seen them in like 10 years. I said, but I actually had to make a phone call to find out if they were still valid. I knew what they were. I just hadn't seen them in, in like forever. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, no, there's simpler ways to go about that. You don't need to send the money to Uber because I promise you, there, uh... Anyway, I just thought I wanted to bring that up. Uh, you can search on YouTube for the Spike Lee commercial for Uber. And uh, I, I want I want to get into... Uh, John, are you all done with that? Uh, well, if I, if, I, uh, if I wasn't, I'd forgotten what I was going to probably go on. Oh, really? Good. Let's talk about... And by the way, I need to apologize because I've been mispronouncing it this whole time. It's Jen Psaki. The P is silent. Thank you. What? You were calling her Jen, Jen P. Psaki. I was not. Sure you were. You're full of shit. Uh, that may be, but it doesn't change the fact that you were calling her that. I am sorry. So anyway, earlier this week, Miss Saki, as her good friends like to call her, Jen, uh, was taking taking questions uh, in, the, in the briefing room. Imagine that, the press secretary taking questions. Can you imagine? So... Oh. So somebody, one of the goons from Newsmax, uh, prompted her with a question, and uh, just listen to how she handles it. It's just beautiful. And and again, for those of you listening audio only, it, you don't need the picture for this. For a former Obama administration officials that are now in this Biden administration, and uh, the president's relatively light schedule. There's a growing perception that this is really just the third term of President Obama. What do you say to people who say that? Who were saying that? Who's saying that? You hear that a lot in the media. Who in the media? Different people. Like? Well, there was lots of questions uh, about when you had Japanese Prime Minister Suga here on the one and only so far in-person bilateral head of state meeting. It was Vice President Kamala Harris who greeted the Prime Minister. Many people found that odd. She's already taking independent one-on-one calls with key allies like Prime Minister Morrison and Justin Trudeau. So I just want to get your reaction to people who question that. Well, it's hard to react when I don't know what people you're talking about. I will say that the President met with the Prime Minister, as you know, and had a full meeting, a full press conference afterwards, and they even shared a meal. So. Uh, and the president has had dozens of conversations and calls with world leaders and should be no surprise that the vice president is also playing an important role engaging with and having discussions with foreign leaders. It's more so than other vice presidents have. How so? I'd love to see the data. If you want to give me, present that to us. with that sometimes. And sure. Jen Psaki kicks ass. Oh, yes. I, see, I, <laughs> lo- I love that. I love that. People are saying, who? Which people? 
This is what they let Trump get away with for four years. Everybody says, who's everybody? I've gone through this myself in my own life. People, oh, well, this guy says, which guy? Which guy says this? Oh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It was somebody I talked to. Who? Who? Who was it? Uh, I don't remember. You don't remember that it didn't happen. Period. I couldn't get. I couldn't be. I couldn't find the audio to or the video to download on that. But and I don't know if it was on the same at the same press conference. But it was the same reporter who was grilling her. I think it was on. If Wuhan it was on Wuhan. Wuhan. Yeah, we we made an editorial decision not to put that one up. Where she told that particular uh, that same reporter told that she uh, she told her basically I think you've had enough time now. I think you've had more than enough time. We're right. moving on. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was uh, I thought that was classic. Well, I like the fact that you know when she's answering questions, she's not in attack mode, but that's that's her strength. That's her superpower. She stands there. She looks at you. She gives you that. It's not a big bright smile. It's not. It's not press secre- press secretary Barbie, uh, or anything like that. But and then waits for you. Lets you finish your question. If it's a legit question, she gives you a legit answer. And I like the fact that she went after Newsmax. She didn't go after them. She, who says this? Show me, show me what you're talking about. You know, uh, Newsmax and your OANs and your Foxes, they're just looking for gotcha questions. They're, they're laying out a big old general trap and they, you know, they want, they want her to say something that they can tear apart and break down and say, oh, they said this like no hamburgers, you know, or one hamburger a month. Uh, By the way, did you know that uh, her, uh, that uh, Jen Psaki probably is not going to be at her position uh, much longer? I thought I saw something like that. Yeah. Uh, God, I, I, how about I hate to see her go? She's been one of the best press secretaries that I can remember in yeah. recent time. Yeah, she's... Uh, I, I like the way she speaks. I like the way she uh, she handles things. Uh, very, what? very level. Very level tone about yes. her. Yes, that's a good way to describe it. Very even tone. Very okay. You know, she's not, she's not wavering. She's not going too high, too low. You, exactly. You, you're not going to get her goat. Speaking of goats, and what what you do with them in the middle of the night? Here's everybody's pal, Miss Lindsay. Just say to my Republican colleagues, can we move forward uh, without President Trump? The answer is no. I've always liked Liz Cheney, but she's made a determination that the Republican Party can't can't grow with President Trump. I've determined we can't grow without him. All of these people, like Herschel Walker and all the people you just named, are attracted to the Trump Republican Party, economic populism, uh, America First agenda. If you don't get that as a Republican, you're making the biggest mistake in the history of the Republican Party. Jeez. It just kills you. <clears throat> I mean, Lindsay is really gone. There seemed to be a little smidge of hope for him after the uh, the insurrection and all that. Yeah. You know, he's, okay, I'm done with Trump. I'm done with Trump. Now, 
you know, he's down there playing golf with them and this, you know. Uh, let, me, let me reinstate something that I, I have said this and I'm ad nauseum here. Ed has, Ed has come out and he has said, I am a Democrat. And I, and for the most part, I am too. But I have voted Republican. I voted Republican so I. as recently as, as, as George W. Bush. I will tell you something right now. I am, other than being a an opinionist, if you will, Who, somebody you? is, yeah, somebody just sits here and flaps my gums on this show, flaps my gums on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. But more importantly than that, I am a voter. And I promise you, listen, listen up, Republicans. If you're, I have a couple of Republican friends here and there. If, as long as the Republican Party continues to go down this path as being the party of, instead of the party of principles, it is the party of Trump right now. Trump has hijacked this party and these the sheep, you want to talk about about calling liberal sheep. <laughs> yeah, you freaking Republicans, I'm telling you. You know, it's 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 like Trump is the is the Pied Piper and you got a bunch of rats that are ask following yourself, you know? Ask yourself this. Have you ever seen with any other president before or since his followers, his people do you remember people walking around wearing flags as capes for Kennedy or Roosevelt or Reagan? Do you remember anybody? Do you remember people painting the sides of their boats with all this? This is a cult, people. This is a cult, and you'll all come to regret it one day. All I'm saying is as long as the Republican Party, and I don't care how good the candidate may be as but as long as the republicans continue to profess their loyalty to the biggest con artist in modern history Mm -hmm. i you'll never you'll never see me vote for another republican and speaking and speaking of republicans in the state of florida let's let's find out what's going on with little marco In the days and weeks leading up to January 6th, Donald Trump repeatedly stoked conspiracy theories about the 2020 election, directly resulting in the deadly terrorist attack on the Capitol that killed five people. But Florida Republican Senator Marco Rubio doesn't think there should be any accountability. The first chance I get to vote to end this trial, I'll do it because I think it's really bad for America. And that's exactly what he did. At the start of the impeachment trial, Marco Rubio joined 10 other Republicans, including seditionists like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz, in voting to immediately end it. That's a position too extreme for even the 39 other Senate Republicans who voted to proceed. Marco Rubio swore an oath to defend the Constitution. He betrayed it. Vote him out in 2022. Hashtag trade him. Yep, there you go. And again, I'm proud to say I uh, I had nothing to do. I voted against him as well. And I would continue to vote against him. Uh, I, I'm here. Here's what drives me batty. 
These people have actually shown us who they are. Lying two-faced bastards. Who oh, do, yes. do nothing but kiss Trump's ass. They've shown us this. There's no they've gone back on everything they've said. McConnell's the worst. The worst at it. And like we said earlier, and it bears repeating to hear him say it. One hundred percent of my focus is on stopping this new administration. I mean, there you go. That says, just like he like with Obama in 2009, screw you, America. I'm going to hold everything up. There's There were 400 bills sitting on his desk. How much legislation died because he just wasn't going to let it happen? Why is this one man had this much power? It just goes it just goes back to what I was trying to say earlier here folks. Voting again, voting is probably the second most important thing you'll do in your life as an American. Oh, voting. I thought you were talking about voting. Voting. Oh, with a, with a v. v. Oh, wow, that's that's all the difference in the world. Well, thank you. <laughs> that was my 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 best Emily Latella. Yeah. What's all this about eagle rights? <sighs> so close to the break. There, there is nothing wrong with you, Ed, that an industrial-sized tube of preparation H couldn't cure. Look, just because, just because I shampoo with the stuff does not necessarily make me a shithead, Okay. Anyway, exactly. moving on. Ryan J. Riley tweeted this. Uh, I don't know if you read about this guy. Anthony Antonio was his name. Uh, uh, Anthony Antonio, uh, his attorney says his client had foxitis and fox mania from watching six months of Fox News and started believing what was being fed to him by Fox News and the president. By the way, he's one of the Capitol defendants. I, I misread that. Uh, let me read it again. Attorney for Capitol defendant Anthony Antonio said his client had Foxitis and Fox Mania from watching six months of Fox News and started believing what was being fed to him by Fox News and the president. I got the fever. I got the Fox fever. Come on. Really? Really? This is This is where we are now? I mean, I well, back in the day. Back in the day, I had my MTV. I didn't go run around looking like Billy Idol. Although I had a thing for Pat Benatar, but that was then. And this is now. Well, I. Well, but it's easy to believe. I mean, look at how many people uh, are loyal. The loyalty to Donald Trump. We'll go back to that real quick here. We got a few minutes. You got the you know you got seconds. It, it it just how can people follow this? I, I I've never understood the meaning of a cult, and that is exactly what it is. We'll pick all this up on the other half here. Uh, we're listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. We'll be back.
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus. Yeah? And change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Hello, mother. Hello, mother. entertaining. And they say we'll have some fun if it stops raining. I went hiking with Joe Spivey. He developed poison ivy. You remember Leonard Skinner. He got tomate poisoning last night after dinner. All the counselors hate the waiters. And the lake has alligators. And the head coach wants no sissies. So he reads to us from something called Ulysses. Now I don't want this should scare you, but my bunkmate has malaria. You remember Jeffrey Hardy? They're about to organize a searching party. Take me home, oh my take me home. I hate Granada, don't. Leave me out in the forest where I might get eaten by a bear. Take me home. I promise I will not make noise or mess the house with other boys. Oh, please don't make me stay. I've been here one whole day. Dearest Prada, darling mother, how's my precious little brother? Let me come home if you miss me. I would even let Aunt Bertha hug and kiss me. Just a minute, it stopped hailing. Guys are swimming, guys are sailing, playing baseball. Gee, that's better. Mother, father, kindly disregard this letter. Tears 
shed to save me. Each is for her heart of purest gold. He is for her eyes with love light shining. Our means right and right she'll always be. Them all together, they spell mother. A word that means the world to me. M is for the mercy she possesses. O means that I owe her all I own. Everything she's done to help me. Our means real and regular, you see. Put them all together, they spell And John has himself muted. I realized that. Probably better off. <laughs> well, anyways, good afternoon or good morning, wherever it is you are here. You are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. Welcome back to the second part of this show. God, we got a whole hour left to go now. Action-packed. Hour two. Okay. Uh, once again, from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness once again. Good morning, sir. And good morning, kids and kittens, and a happy Mother's Day to all to all to whom that applies to. We just heard uh, M-O-T-H-E, our mother, uh, Performed by Terry Ward. Uh, many people have performed it. You know the tune. M is for the et cetera, et cetera. So. Tell you the truth, that's the first time I've ever heard that. I'm going to move right on from that. Uh, first time I ever heard. First time. First time. Never before. Well, here's one I know you've heard. We're going to start off the top of this hour, this hour with uh, young Mr. DeCorey Johnson. This was a special request from John. Uh John, you want to explain why it is? What was it that caught your eye about this young man? John has no uh, idea what I'm talking about. The third grader. Oh, 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 thank you. Yes, thank you. I, I'm telling you, like I said, little little preparation this week. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of preparation H. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, well, here's, here's the deal. I had little preparation. It takes a lot of preparation H to deal with 
that. Right. Anyways. Anyways. DeCorey Johnson. Yes, this was this was kind of neat from when I, I remember first uh, first hearing this. Uh, this is a this is a young man. Um, actually, quite a set of pipes on him. I think I, I think I read that he was a third grader. If third, I'm not he's mistaken, the, he's a third grader. We we have more information about it on the website radiotfi.com. As always, everything we play here on during the show is available on the website. Uh, if you'd like to go into more detail, so. John passed this along to me. We we set it up to play on the show here. It, it picks up. It doesn't start at the beginning of the song. That's just the way the video is, uh, at least the version of it that I could find. I couldn't find anything where he starts right off. But, but he's a brilliant young man. We're going to play it here. Stand up if you feel the need. Put your hand over your heart. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, kids and kittens, it's Master DeCorey Johnson. Whose birch stripes and bright stars do they young man that's uh I think... that was out of louisville kentucky by the way so uh close caption to the uh, st louis cardinals baseball team which i'm assuming would be the closest major league team yes. to uh, louisville uh i hey get this guy get this get this uh, young man uh, in your in your stadium for the uh, national anthem. Well, I can tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to try to find the full version that starts from the beginning because uh-huh. we, we do play the national anthem daily here on Radio TFI. It's early in the morning, but we play it every day. And um, this may have to go into those. Will definitely go into the rotation. Uh, so there you go, Mister De- Master DeCorey Johnson. That was very good. Uh, uh, Excellent. Now, <clears throat> for some by the way, just uh, just for those who weren't uh, uh, who didn't have the benefit of the uh, of the video, uh, he this young man is singing this over basically a phone. This is the you know how you used to get your announcements in school. It's the school intercom. Yeah, school intercom, but it was basically through the phone. Is is right. The, That's is the, the microphone. That's the microphone. Yeah. Right. So all of his, so he's singing this for all of his 
class third, uh, well, school classmates. Forget just the third whole school. Grade. He's a third grader. Yes. So a fabulous job, nonetheless. And, and didn't crack. Voice didn't crack once either. Mm-mm-mm. No, it was very, very, very moving. Now, moving on to somebody who is not a third grader, but has been well missed around here, around these parts for the past couple of weeks. Are you ready for this, John? Because you sound... You salivate over this guy like I salivate over uh, John and Ed versus the spread. 20 weeks to go, by the way. 20, or is it 21? Something like that. Uh, John and Ed. John and Ed versus the Rubes. Or something like that. John and Ed versus, John and Ed and the Rubes versus the spread. What do we decide on? Doesn't matter. We'll have something. We'll figure something out. We'll figure then. something out. But we're going up against the Rubes. There's, there's no question. Rubes, well, we've settled on that. So anyway, you ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, because uh, we can't get enough of them, and, and we know you can't either. The one, the only, Mr. Keith Olbermann. This is Olbermann versus the Republican coup of 2025. We know right now that the Trump Department of Justice spied on three Washington Post reporters and illicitly seized their phone records and tried to seize their email records because they had reported on the Trump campaign's conspiracy with the Russian ambassador and spy, Sergei Kislyak. This is a newly discovered direct, naked, and brazen attack on the Constitution of the United States. And everyone involved in making it happen, especially the then Attorney General William Barr and Trump itself, must be prosecuted immediately. We also know right now that the Trump-infested Republican Party is accelerating its purge of those who have stood up to the fascist in exile at El Lago, and that the next head to the political guillotine will be the House Republican Conference Chair Liz Cheney to be replaced by a soulless, sleazebag chameleon named Elise Stefanik, who will support anything, including the violent overthrow of the government of the United States, provided that there's something in it for her. A psychotic vote audit continues in Arizona, may last until July. Voting suppression and even voting nullification legislation has passed in Georgia, has passed in Texas, has passed in Florida. And this all adds up to the same thing it has added up to since the January 6th attempted coup. The Republicans are now willing to end democracy in this country just to maintain their own goddamn power. Every step is an attempt to bring Trump back to keep people from voting against Trump, to nullify their votes if they do, to elect a Republican House that will again move to ignore a Democratic presidential victory in 2024 and install Trump as dictator. Yet to this point, President Biden and the Democratic majorities in the House and the Senate have done nothing to stop this. Vaccination and the economy are priorities, of course, but they will not mean much in a Trump fascist dictatorship in 2025. Democratic majorities are now guaranteed for only 20 more months. Biden and Pelosi and Schumer and all of us must decapitate the new Republican plan to destroy freedom, and we must do it now. Because for Trump, for Republicans, for fascism, for dictatorship, January 6th was practice. It's a scary thought. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes. Well, I got a better idea. He said uh, to decapitate the Republican, uh, uh, whatever, cons- whatever it was he was, uh, how he described it. I just say, let's just go out and de- decapitate a few Republicans. I think. Mm, it's just, yeah, that's as appealing as, as appealing as that is. And I have a list of my own. 
uh, that's uh, then we just become them. Well, this this is true, but sometimes you have to. I hate to say it. Sometimes you you have to play along, beat them at their own game. Well, uh, let, let's let's look back at January sixth. If that wasn't the eye opener for a lot of people in this country, no matter where you stand politically, you've got to be able to see what is transpiring here. People are being fed buckets of lies, especially the big lie. And, uh, oh, speaking of the big lie, you know that uh, the Cheeto in charge, or the former Cheeto in charge, still a Cheeto, not in charge anymore. The Cheeto not in charge has a website now from the desk of Cheeto in charge where he's he's blogging now because he can't get on any social media. Well, they tried to open a Twitter account. I saw that. And they shut that bitch right down. They shut it right down. Facebook is uh, basically telling them, eh, we'll get back to you in about six months. Now, for, for everybody out there screaming about First Amendment, that doesn't apply to a private company. Exactly. Uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of them. If they don't want you on their site, they don't have to have you on their site. Period. See ya! So, so none of that applies here. Freedom of speech applies to the government quieting us down. Okay? Now, we have to abide by the rules of, of uh, StreamYard and our service providers. And there's actually a long list who mostly don't care what we say or do. But if they said, we don't want to hear this from you anymore, uh, we are obligated to move on. Now, the government can't come in and say it. The government can't come in and say it, but anyway. So, no, no you're absolutely right. When you people are boohoo and be oh, it's it's free speech, it's free speech. It doesn't, and you're not paying it. You're not paying a, a dime for Facebook to use Facebook to use Twitter, uh, any other, any one of these other social media platforms. That doesn't TikTok. make that doesn't make it, it free. Yeah, exactly. By the way, it's not free. You've got ads. You've got no, but you. I don't have to pay. I, no. I do not have to pay out of pocket. The worst thing that happens for, for with Facebook is if I do a search on something uh, for the next two weeks, I see Facebook ads. Well, that's that how you. Pay. Yeah, that's how you I pay. Care. I don't care. I just scroll right on by it, and, and that's what they want. They want people who don't care. Because you're still being inundated with these ads. That's how you pay, but that has nothing to do with free, air, quote unquote, speech. That's got nothing right. to do with that. Uh, it's uh -huh. a private club. We could make this private. We could put this behind a paywall and, and all that good stuff. And you have to agree to all of our terms before you can listen to us. As of right now, nobody has to pay a gosh darn thing. To hear us ramble on, uh, the apps are free. The website is free. There's no barrier to entry. Uh, again, we are looking for a sponsor for that stock market report because John just can't get enough of that. That's actually a boxing bell. Oh, no, it's not. Uh, uh, the boxing bell is different. Anyway, so 
you know, but yeah, we do have to keep an eye out because January 6th was no fluke. Look at what happened for four years leading up to it. Civil discourse broke down. I mean, I, I, I mean, we're, we're just at each other's throats. Civil discourse is gone. Forget about broke down. It's gone. Yep. And it's gonna it's gonna take it's gonna take I don't even think that the the, the healer in charge, if you will, uh the one and only uh, President Joe Biden, I don't think that he can even bring us together, to tell you the truth. Well, he's got a better shot than uh numbnuts. And but the problem is is that well look, it, it, it it's a whole media thing. Even Fox has admitted that their lawyers in court have admitted that you shouldn't be taking anything the nighttime hosts say as the truth. It's all opinion. None of it is mm-hmm. based in fact. Of course, people don't want to hear that. They, uh, you know, Tucker gets on there and hand it and bucket head and uh, they hey, just that's start. That's my Quit stealing my tag. Anyway, <laughs> we got one one more piece of audio video that we're gonna we're gonna play here as. Uh, as always, uh, Chip Franklin. When Trump and his racist tribe crow about illegals, that it might make your nipples tingle, but it's all bullshit. Be like bringing in tribes of cannibals. What a sweetheart. Immigrants not only contribute to this country, they are this country. The caravans of Central Americans seeking asylum are similar to other asylum seekers 400 years ago. Except instead of killing off the indigenous population, these people just want a home, a job, a school. Republicans play on the racist fear of poor whites. They're rapists. Pretending that college-educated immigrants are the best. Forgive me, you're tired and you're poor who can stand on their own two feet. But that shit ain't the truth. Undocumented are quietly pouring billions into Social Security, and if the 11-plus million undocs were given citizenship, there'd be a 2% bump in the GDP. Bottom line, America doesn't make babies anymore. It has been on a downward trajectory. Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, without immigrants, poof. He denies the Holocaust. And white supremacists? Donald Trump's white America. Well, I'd be working on a new name, because the future is bright, just not for you. Goddamn right. What happens next? Winning. Ain't that the truth? We already know that uh, white males are no longer the majority in this country. We are, we are heading down, 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 and uh, you know, uh, Caucasians what, what are not. What said about the birth rate too? I think we're since the pandemic, we're it's like down eight percent. I think is what I. Well, you that let let's not. That needs to be more long term. I mean, a lot of stuff is going to be. You know, th- that's an outlier of a year. Okay, yes, people were cooped up at home, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they were interested in doing the horizontal bump after being stuck in with indoors with each other for months at a time. Just get away from me. <laughs> Pretty much, you know. You no, know, so let's you know, it's not like it's a blizzard weekend, you know, where it's all cool and fun, but you know, you're going back to real life in a couple of four or five days, you know. Maybe it's cold outside. outside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Well, oh, by the way, 754-800-CHAT. Hey. 754-800-2428 is the number if you'd like to call in here and join in on the conversation. That is, of course, if the uh, the uh, control department there has the phone plugged in, I will... I, I don't know. I don't check with any of these things these days. So IT ran a complete systems check. 
They did. Well, what did it have to say about it? Well, it was 1994, but they did run a complete systems check. Oh, okay. I get it. We've been working on, but but what they were talking about in, in Chip Franklin's piece there, you know, keep in mind without quote unquote undocumented aliens, quite frankly, who who's going to do the jobs that they do? You know, who wants to be out in the field picking cabbage? You want to eat, don't you? <laughs> these these folks are your waiters, your uh, your your uh, your bus boys. They're out picking the lettuce. They're out. They're doing the, they're they're working on road crews. They're doing construction. Do uh, I the system needs to be uh, adjusted somewhat, to be sure. But if that number eleven million is even close to being accurate, that's a lot of people who right now who you know, we need to get into our system. Of course, the Republicans don't want that. Why? Because many many men of them would vote. Go ahead, John. How would they vote? I think they would probably vote Democrat. There you go. And uh, that's uh, that's not something they want. Uh, I got one more quote here before we wing it for the rest of the day. From Robert Reich. And this is uh, speaking of companies that don't pay their people well and complain and complain and complain. Uh and don't want the, the minimum wage to be raised. He said this, this is not complicated. If you can't afford to pay your employees a living wage, you do not have a viable business model. And that goes to your Ubers and your Lyfts and every other person, every other outfit that still wants to pay people seven fifty an hour or whatever the current federal minimum wage is, eight eight fifteen, eight and a quarter, whatever it is. You can't, even if it's 10 bucks an hour, that's for a 40 hour week, that's only 400 bucks before taxes, before deductions. You know, that's, that's good if you're a high school kid, but what high school kid is working 40 hours a week? Well, and they're saying, they're saying, I, I saw something about, uh, about Lyft and how their drivers are supposedly making, making bank now these oh. days because of the shortage of, because of the shortage of drivers. Mm. The amount of the business hasn't picked up. So what what that means is, is these drivers are having to put even more miles on their cars if they want to see it. You know, if they want to see this business. Oh, by the way, uh, Uber is aggressively. Uh, I, I keep getting emails from Uber. Come back mm-hmm. and drive. You 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 shut me out. Why would I? Now I have no intention to, but. Uh, this is this is where they are desperately. They're desperate now. Uh, and and we put it up on the promo this week about how. Look, uh, yeah, they're desperate for people. They will take anybody back now. They will take virtually anybody back, because they never did background checks or nothing like that. And things are going to start falling through the cracks. Is what's going to happen. Things have always fallen through the cracks. Well, I was going to say even more so than even more so than uh, than before. Things are you, you'll see that that some of this stuff will start uh, uh, will start all of a sudden vehicles that might not have been roadworthy at uh, at at one point in the time. You're going to see more of those that are be coming back. That's one of the other things why Uber is losing drivers to begin with is the fact that these guys, these people that went, you know, two years ago went out and bought brand new Priuses, all of a sudden they're finding that uh, they are kind of like what we said. They're starting to, 
starting to fall apart. You know, brand new uh, Prius, uh, two years of driving, and it's already got uh, 150,000 miles on it. Nothing, uh, nothing stays new forever. Uh, as I said to more than one driver over the years, when they would get into my, when I would have to put them into my quote unquote oldest cab. Oh, this thing looks like a piece of garbage. Well, just remember, a, at one time it was brand new, and and everybody wanted it. B, it was the sweetheart of somebody's eye, and everybody wanted to be in this this car. You know, every piece of every junker you see out there was new at one time. And but you're right, John. We all pointed this out. <clears throat> What's happening now, apparently, where Uber loses about ninety four percent of their drivers every year. A lot of the drivers that had never stuck around long enough for the to really see the effects on their cars. The ones that are now stuck in that system and can't get out. Now they're seeing, like we always, you know, you see the long-term effects when you're using the vehicle every day for months, years at a time. When you start putting on that 70, 80,000 miles a year, you start seeing, okay, things, uh, you know. I'm seeing plenty of, plenty of Uber cars out here in the streets of New York with bumpers falling off, tape on them. And, and you know, it's, yes, yes. And the city would never let a taxi cab look like that. Never. But it's harder to catch the Ubers. So, you know, and, and they don't. Well, how are they, don't they do some sort of a vehicle inspection out there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. How the hell are they getting through this vehicle? Who's, who's Got doing me. Got me. What it means is that you can get by. I think they're inspected three times a year or twice a year. Uh, yeah. I forget. I was told that, but I forget. But but remember, you only have to... Your car only needs to look good during that inspection time. Mm-hmm. If you know... Uh, if you know that the inspection is coming up in uh, at the end of May, and mm-hmm. you and you crack a bumper in January, oh well, hell, you got three months to fix that. Yeah, you know. Well, I'm not talking so much about uh, uh, about cosmetic yeah. appearance. I'm talking about roadworthiness. You know, oh. how are the brakes? How are the shocks? How are the tires? Same thing. You got you got three months. We there. We used to have annual inspections by the county in Broward County. It was not unheard of. The little cab company that I bought at the Independent uh, and some of the smaller companies in that county were known for on inspection days. Okay, Inspections would be take about a week. You would have a week to, to get your cab in there depending on what company you're with. And it was not unheard of. The smaller companies with 10, 15 cars would keep one set of brand new, buy one set of brand new tires and rotate every car in and put those new tires on, send it to inspection, come back, take the tires off, put them, oh yeah. Oh yeah, you didn't have, we used to take cars off the road for the summer because we didn't need them. So we wouldn't go through the June inspection. There was a June inspection, which, oh no, that's right. It was the month of June. So you had to have it inspected by June 30th. 
If not, you then had 90 days uh, before they would come and take the permit. So that was uh, the end of August. So basically Labor Day. By then, if we were going to replace a vehicle, we took it off. You could take it off in, uh, you know, December and leave the permit sit empty until August. And then you put a new car on the road, you replace it, and now you're all set for the winter. Oh, there's lots of ways around that. Lots and lots and lots. Lots and lots of ways. I, I will give I will give our company um, kudos for this. Now, they, they've, they're now uh, beginning to make cars come in to the shop Good. Uh, once a month. Well, to start. Just, and, yeah, and they are inspecting these cars. And uh, and they're they're inspecting both the company cars and the owner operators. Good. And the the expectations are, uh, are 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 as high as they should be. Let me I mean, let me tell you that my company Yellow Cab they started doing that years ago, and the purpose was because they found themselves every year when the annual June inspection came up. Depending on your car and the age of your cab, some would be inspected in December as well, but most of the, but the entire fleet got inspected in June. So what they were finding is that they were getting jammed up during the month of June, making all these minor repairs because you know drivers don't tell you about stuff. So they started implementing weekly inspections, and it it went from one to two weeks. It varied over the years. I was all for them especially when I bought my cars because now you can get a, a leg up on this stuff. You know, okay, you got some paint chips missing there. We need to take care of that. And of course, as you got closer to inspection time, it got a, things ramped up a little bit more. Uh, tires would be changed, lights checked, and, you know, and, you know, all that good stuff. Not only to keep things current, you know, you want everything looking good and operating well, on a daily basis, but also when we got to inspection time, which with our company, with the amount of cabs we had, we got our own week. Uh, we got our very own week to uh, to get things done. I was quite proud of the fact that every year we would have our 15 or so, whatever many cars, I would have them all show up on the very first day of our inspection. Everybody. I don't care what your schedule is. Bring the car there. There'd be a long line. I said, look, we're going to get it done. The idea was to get it through inspection the first time. Even if they failed it, they would tell you what it fell for. Then when you brought it back, you only had to take care of that stuff. So now you know. On top of that, I would be out there. And when my partner was alive, we'd both be out there. I would have my vehicle. I would have new tires. I had light bulbs. You name it. If I thought we were going to need it, I had... Uh, cleaning supplies. I would go up and down the line, find my guys. What do you need? Ch -ch -ch. Uh, and the county appreciated that. They would let me take care of small small issues right there. Pull the car over. Okay, replace that. Look, bulbs blow out in line. It happens. You pick up a nail. You pick up a screw on the way there. It happens. Okay, nobody's... And they would give me the opportunity to... Uh, and, you know, over the years, I got to know some of the inspectors and the chief inspector and all that. Uh, Ed, you got, a, you got a fresh tire in there for the, you know, for 420? I sure do. Pull out the jack. Boom, boom, boom. 
change it. They give him the sticker, and away he goes. He's done. That car is done. See you in a year. Yeah, that's. Uh... I prided myself on being uh, prepared for all that, and I would spend weeks painting bumpers, and you know, I knew what was expected. You know, uh-huh. so I we had our own inspection at which we did when the guys came in to pay on Monday. Well, they were in the office with me. Uh, my assistant would be, you know, we had a little checklist that we knew how the seatbelts look, how does the, the weather stripping look, all that stuff. Give it a quick once over every week so we can get, start getting ahead of the game. And if your company's going to do that, hopefully they'll get, they'll get it down to once every two weeks. You, you need the constant inspection because let's face it, guys will not always say something. Hold on. <sighs> I'm <Yeah>. done. <laughs> <laughs> No, right, right now, right now, it's just it's just once a month at this point in time. Oh, it's a start. Uh, there are people. Let, let me let me preface this by saying there are people on the roads though. If they see something that looks like crap, it gets it gets reported. And I won't I won't uh, tell you who that particular. Uh, it's John uh, Shannon. <laughs> well, I mean, because we did have that problem. We we of course you did. Uh, it was amazing some of the things I was seeing out there on the on the road. I'd see guys that were either too lazy or too cheap to do something do something as simple as put washer fluid in their car. Right, right. You're, you're wondering how the hell are you seeing out of this right. windshield? You're right, kind of going like just trying to get. Uh, so yeah, little things like that got uh, it got brought to the proper. Uh, individual's attention and uh, there are plenty yeah. of drivers out there who it's funny you mentioned the washer fluid because that was one of the few things we actually had to put that in our contract with our drivers that you know because they would oh they call me at 10 o'clock at night I knew washer fluid find a hose find a hose put some more go to a 7-eleven and buy a Oh, I have to buy... Look, that's the one thing. You know what? If you need it, buy it. We always told them, if you need anything, buy it. And uh, if you feel the need, I'll, I'll reimburse you for it. Uh, but yeah, no, I knew plenty of guys like that even when I was just a driver. They wouldn't They wouldn't maintain... They wouldn't say a word. I've told the story about one of our drivers. He had the cab to himself. We never saw this guy, but Mondays. And he was, he was an idiot, to be quite honest. He was an idiot. Uh, he came in one Monday and he had parked in such a way we can only see the driver's side of the car. So I'm inside the office collecting money and my partner Rick is out there. He did the car inspections at the time. And he, he comes in the office. He says, you got to come out and see this. So I go out and uh, down the whole passenger side, this guy must have gone down and hit, a, hit a, a, an icebreaker or something. The entire side of the car was bashed in. Whoa. This was Monday. We said to him, when did this happen? Tuesday. Wait a second. You've been driving this car like this for six days? Yeah. Have you been working? We told him, since he was the only driver on the car, First things first, you're paying us for the week regardless. You're going to get this all taken care of. 
You're going to get pay for everything, the paint, everything. The body work, you have, you need to take it to Yellow Cab right now. Let them see it. Because this was an unreported, we call the May Days, an unreported accident. We said, we want no part of this. I called down to the office. I said, expect car XYZ. Uh, if he's not there in the next hour to be inspected, you know, call us back. To his credit, we told him. We said, we don't want to see you until next Monday when you come in and pay us. We don't care. Don't call us. Don't bother us. Get it all done. He showed up the following Monday. Car looked beautiful. Everything had been taken care of. He dealt with the company, got the decal. Because getting a car hacked out was a real pain in the ass with this company. And this was one time I didn't have to do it. He says, he says, who do I talk to down there? I said, just roll into the lot. They'll, they'll point you in the right direction. I promise you. <laughs> Funny thing was, not only did they not uh, boot him out of the system, we never heard a peep about it. We never heard a well, word. You said, you said this was on the passenger side. Well, 90% of your passengers... Your customers get in on that side. How the hell? We don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know he had at least two grand worth of damage on that car. A minimum. Wow. Minimum. That's that crazy. That's and again, crazy. But what was even crazier was that, again, we never heard from the company. The company never said, get rid of this guy or this, you know, not a peep. The car got put back together. He managed to get it done. I don't know where he went. I don't know who he took it to. I didn't care. Just, But the point is, this guy drove this car around for a week like that. Yeah. Never told us. Oh, by the way, once he brought the car back, uh, we fired him on the spot. Did you really? Oh, yeah. We had somebody <laughs> waiting for that cab to rent that cab. We fired yeah. him. I, I can't have a guy running around out there. God, well, only no, knows, God, God only knows who he hit, what he ran into. Uh-huh. You know, and, and as it was, even anytime there was an accident with the cab, anybody whose name is on it gets sued. I still get letters in the mail. Court cases that have been dragging on for years. Uh, I've already told the company and their lawyers, leave me the hell alone. Well, they had TFI, TFI is done. TFI Ventures is done. And I, a couple of years ago when I had, when I was done with the company, and, well, have you gone through the official things with the state? No, but there is no TFI Ventures. There's nothing left. Well, you can still be held liable. Come and get it. There's nothing here either. Stop calling me. I don't want any. Look, it wasn't like I was at fault. You contact. They were calling me. Do you know where this driver is? No. Stop calling me about this stuff. The attorney, I finally had to block his number. And they had somebody else get a hold of me. I, stop. I'm not, I'm no longer responsible for any, all those cars are gone. All the, whatever cases are out there are out there. I no longer have anything to do with it. Uh, but uh, the point I was getting at is they put everybody, everybody gets notified. Whether you, the person that owns the car, the person that owns the permit, the person that you rent property from, everybody gets. I've been named in more lawsuits 
than almost Donald Trump. Almost, but not quite. <laughs> oh, man. No, I finally, I, I, I did have to take care of one thing. To tell. That, uh, well, it was something simple. I had to, I went and got my, uh, just the middle seats. Uh-huh. Of the uh, cab, the one thing that I I made the mistake because I thought, but you know, I loved the car when I first got it. Mm-hmm. It had light interior, light seats, like yep. uh, beige yep. colored seats. And, uh-huh. and I think you even, I, I think you. you even said something about it when. Uh, so things got exasperated a little bit when um, during the COVID uh, scare here, and I was. Uh, Spring. I was well. I was doing those designated rides, uh-huh. so I was going in there after after these passengers and and blasting everything with Lysol. And now you got stains on your seats. Oh yeah. Oh. So I finally broke. I finally broke down, and it it was really only the middle two seats. The back seat of the van wasn't that wasn't because it didn't get as much use. Right now, but, uh, now I'm going to tell you something. And for all you kids and kittens out there that may be thinking about buying a minivan to use as transportation. And I might have said this to you already, John, either on the air or off. If you cannot find a vehicle with leather seats, okay, then it behooves you. And you're learning why now to have your seats reupholstered in vinyl. Yeah, I I totally get that. Unfortunately, that kind of shit costs money. Uh, that's that's not the issue right here. But the you get it. I had many many cabs reupholstered. Why? Because I because of exactly the problem you're talking about. Plus, it's much easier to clean. It's much easier to clean. It's a one time expense. Matter How of much did it, much did it cost? It cost me, depending, uh, the whole vehicle would cost me about, what did he charge me? About 400 bucks, 350 bucks, but, 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 there's a way around it. There's a way around it. Okay. If you, here's a little secret for you. Now, let's say you buy your, your next vehicle. Is again a, a is a, a Dodge Car- Grand Caravan, or even a town and country. The stow and go seats from you can go back to any time they made stow and go. Those seats are compatible. Yeah. So if you can find a wreck that already had, or just find the seats, and by the way, I have there are places online you can buy seats. And all you need is somebody to install them. Yeah. I mean, you're going to spend a couple of dollars one way or the other. But in the end, it's worth it. The wear and tear isn't as significant. Cleaning them is a breeze. Odors don't stay attached to them. And, uh, I again, I don't mean to be I told you so, but we talked about all this. I, oh, I, I, I know you. we did. I know we did. I just bought mats, the same mats I used to buy for my cabs. I bought for my town and country and uh yeah it cost me a couple of quid but i'm so much happier with them now because i always liked the way they looked and uh 
you know, I just needed mats. So, uh, yeah, no, no, cloth seeds, bad, bad. Well, here's the thing. It was, I, all I had to do with this one is it cost me, it cost me $30 and the, uh, plus the cost of an actual full service wash. Right. Oh, no, it can be done. It can be done. There's no question about it. But how long do you have to wait for the seat to dry? Ah. Uh, It's dry. Really? I did this this yesterday. Then I went out. uh, I went out, drove around for a little bit, uh, and got them them three quarters dry. And then I let it sit in my my garage um, all night. Uh, overnight, and I checked this morning. This the seats are dry. Okay, okay. I, I, the, I left the I left the, the back windows down that whole time. Right. So so it's had it's had uh, it's had its time. It it, it it's uh, it's fine. And um, you do that kind of stuff. You, you do that kind of stuff on Saturday, and usually you're ready to go back on Monday again. So. Right. And it, but again, this gets back to what we're talking about is the true cost of owning and operating a vehicle for hire. It's not just gasoline. It's not just tires. There's right, a, exactly. There are a million little things. Now, when when John purchased his minivan, we talked a lot about it. Why? Because I had already operated like 40 of them as cabs. Believe me, I have repaired things on these vans you will never have to deal with. You know, it happens like once or twice. And, uh, you know, they're very rare occurrences, but I have seen them. Uh, Ah, back scratcher. Drives John nuts. But fortunately, again, I, you know, John, you know, we talked about all this and, you know, here's what to expect. And uh, by the way, the little flaps on the back seats, have you lost them yet? Uh, No, not yet. Good, 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 good. They're easy enough to find, but. They're a pain in the ass. They can be a pain. But they sometimes get lost. People, I've had people just rip them off. It's, uh, and what I'm talking about here is on, on the second row seats, the buckets that fold into the floor, there are on each side of, the, of each seat, there's two little flaps that basically cover the mechanism, the, uh, the guts of the seat that allows it to fold and all that move backwards and forwards. So, and it's just a little, little decorative thing. It doesn't, it means nothing as far as the operation of the seat goes, but if you get a, an inspector who looks at it and go, that's ugly. That's something that people aren't Broward County commissioners, uh, inspectors used to be so dramatic about this kind of stuff. My, uh, well, a businessman could get, it was always a businessman, a businessman could get, could get in your cab. And if he, put his leg in just a certain position, he might get a little bit of grease on it. Or maybe he should should get off his knees. My favorite one was was my old day driver, Lou. Uh, Years ago, we used to share a cab long before I I owned anything. He was my day driver, and he always was, was the one that had to deal with this stuff. So he he goes to the inspection, and we had spent, I you know we both we cleaned the living daylights out of the car. We made sure everything was everything. So he gets to the inspection, and the inspector steps back about ten or fifteen feet from the front of the car, 
and he goes to fail, the, and he, want, he fails the cab. Lou says, why? He says, well, I can see back under the uh, the back of the bumper, underneath, mind you, where, where the cowl of the bumper, you know, he says, I can see dirt under there. And <laughs> Lou said, <laughs> he says, oh, yeah, I would hate to run somebody over and have them, you know, lying under my cab going, Jesus, this car's filthy. <laughs> and But that's how dramatic they would be. Well, a businessman could catch his suit coat on this. And this, you know what? Some things were legit and other things were like, are you for real? I mean, are you? I got into a big, big to-do with an inspector named Willie. And we, over time, became very friendly with each other. But the first time I met him, I brought one of our cabs in. This was when I was an independent company, Central Cab. Uh, and literally on the way there, I had picked up a screw in the back tire. So he sees that. I, I said, well, geez, I, clearly I just picked it up. It's a brand new tire. It's a, it, literally a brand new tire. Oh, well, you know, I said, I can have it fixed, but, you know, no, 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 you got to get it done. I said, and I'm thinking to myself, if the car had rolled up another foot and a half, that's, that screw would have been on the bottom. And he'd have never known it. And then, and this was, these when we still had ashtrays in the car. We, uh, we missed one cigarette butt and one ashtray. It had been, they failed it for that when I came back. I said, for real? For real? I, I mean, you and we got into it. Oh, we got, and then the chief inspector, who I later again became friendly with, you know, what are you doing arguing with my inspector? Well, your inspector's nitpicking. <laughs> what do you mean? We don't nitpick. I said, it's one cigarette butt. We cleaned everything out. Look at this car. It's immaculate. It's spotless. Do you think we did all this work and then said, you know what? We're going to leave one cigarette butt in there just, just to test them. Come on, man. They failed it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, that was a day. That was a day. I. Uh, but good, good. They're they're doing inspections. But it, but again, getting back to where we were, these all these Uber drivers now that have stuck it out are finding out that uh, you know what my my brand new Prius from three years ago, it's uh, it's ready. The wheels are about to fall off. Oh, exactly. It, it, it's uh, and that's where they're that's where they're losing their drivers and yeah. and uh, they, they can't they, afford to replace. You know, and I I love the I I love the uh, the drivers that were uh, coming. Uh, that they oh God, I'm making I'm making twenty four dollars. I'm making twenty four twenty five dollars yeah. an hour. Oh my God, I, I'm just happier than the pig in slop. Well, you just don't realize that uh, it only. And as as new and as fancy as these cars get, they become that much more expensive to repair. That is correct, sir. That is. Correct. I mean, back you know, back in the day, back when I first started uh, driving, hell, I could do work on certain things on a car, but not anymore. Jesus Christ, you need a you need an engineering degree to be able to to fix a car these days. Why do well, Why do you think? 
Why do you think mechanics make as much money as they make these days? Well, what you've also got to remember, and when it comes, especially when it comes to the engine, when it comes to the working parts of the vehicle, I'm not, I'm not talking about like the interior, although there it's, you don't do repairing so much anymore as you do replace. You replace entire modules, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, a wrench and a screwdriver really don't cut it much anymore. Right. You know, uh, and again, I'm I'm a guy who spent untold thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars on parts over the years. And as we went on, it it wasn't just okay. Let me fix this. Let me let me repair that. We got to replace. It, I, it's a word I heard a lot. We got to replace, replace, replace. Now, in my case, with my mechanic, we we had made the executive decision after a brief while of working together that in most cases it's going to be better to replace with new. Very rarely did we go with use. There were some used parts we would go with, but for the most part, for the for the most part, it was uh, no. We go with new, get the most out of it that we can. And this way there's warranties involved. And let me tell you, the warranties came came in handy more than once. Uh, but yeah, again, getting back to it, uh, a lot of these Uber and Lyft drivers believe that, oh, I put gas in it. Oh, and it's electric and it's a hybrid and it's, I'm going to make a gazillion dollars. Yeah, wait till it's three years old. Uh huh. Exactly. And the engine may be running fine, but your interior is now taking a pounding. Well, these guys are just finding it's not it's it's not worth worth it. I can I can go to McDonald's and flip burgers and make more money. Yeah. Well, and again, and, and probably have a lot less grief in, in doing so. Yeah. Well, and, and again, the the whole idea of buying a new car in this business, you don't buy a new vehicle. Because you'll never get your money. You buy something two years old where a lot of the depreciation is out of it. I've talked about it before. My current vehicle, people thought I was nuts. Oh, it's got like 98,000 miles on it. Yeah, but it runs and it's fine. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm okay. So. I think I had sixty. I think I had sixty-four thousand on mine when I bought it. Shoot, I bought. I used to buy cabs with hundred plus thousand miles on it, because I'm expecting to get another two hundred fifty thousand out of it. But then it's going to break down. They're all going to break down. They're all going to break oh, yeah. down. Yeah, exactly. Either either the parts have been replaced or they are about to be replaced. Alrighty. I hear the music, so it's time to say goodbye. So, uh, I can't think of anything better to say. Goodbye. Baby, won't you please stop? You talk too much. See ya! Right, baby.